Militarily Speaking, Episode 17, reads Across America with Michelle Seabee. This episode, we talk with <laughs> Michelle Seabee about the Wreaths Across America program. She is the location coordinator for the Leavenworth National Cemetery. Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. This is Tom McLean and the not whining Jody Vickery. So welcome to another great episode coming up with Miss CB. It's going to be awesome today. I know. I can't believe it's number 17 already. I know. It's kind of crazy. Again, welcome to our show, Michelle. We're so excited to have our audience listening and, and to let them hear about your great organization, Wreaths Across America. I do want to take just a second and let them know a little bit about you. Michelle first volunteered with Reese Across America in 2017 and then became coordinator for the Leavenworth National Cemetery in the middle of 2018. She's the vice president of the American Legion Auxiliary Post 370 in Overland Park, a lifetime member of the Henry Leavenworth chapter of AUSA, and a lifetime member of the VFW Auxiliary Post 56 in Leavenworth. Her grandfather fought in World War I, and he, along with 15 other family members, are laid to rest in Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery in St. Louis. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Me too. Her normal day job is program release manager for SSNC Technologies in Kansas City. Michelle, we couldn't be more happy for you to join us today. And to kick it off, it'd be really just great to give our audience an understanding for how Reese of America got started to begin with. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. So Reese Across America, back in 1992, a wreath maker from Columbia Falls, Maine, had 5,000 wreaths left over at the end of the season, and he didn't want to get rid of them, so he got permission to lay them at Arlington National Cemetery. And he did this very quietly until 2007, when an Air Force photographer on his way to work at the Pentagon cut through the cemetery and saw all the wreaths covered with snow, took a photo, shared it on social media, and that started people sending money into Moral Wooster. As a private company, he couldn't accept it, so he started sending it back, and they just kept sending it. And so that actually started the nonprofit Wreaths Across America. And what started with 5,000 wreaths in 1992, last year we laid 2.4 million wreaths across 3,100 cemeteries, including wow. the American cemeteries in Normandy and in Luxembourg. So his ultimate goal is to make sure that every single veteran in every cemetery across the United States at sea and abroad is remembered and not forgotten. I love that. I was reading that Morrill was a 12-year-old paper boy, right? Working for the Bangor Daily News. Is that right? Yes, he was. And he took a trip to Washington, like a lot of us do, a school trip to right. Washington, D.C. And he went through Arlington and at that age said, when I grew up, I want to do something for our veterans. That's great. Yeah. Who would have, who would have knew that the story was like that? Right. So, Talk about a, great, a life with great purpose. Beginning. And every year we have a different theme. So this year our theme is find a way to serve. Last year it was live up to their legacy. And the year before that was be an American worth fighting for. So every year we have a new theme and this one is find a way to serve whether it's coming out and volunteering, whether it's just thanking a veteran, it's find a way to serve. And who comes up with the name each year? Is it a naming convention? 
just suggestions that come in. Come from the field? Yeah. From the field. And I think last year, Morrill's grandson, Miles, came up with the live up to their legacy. Nice. So it's, you know, and the year before that, I loved being American worth fighting for. Well, you always have those as legacy names, historically right, They're all speaking, powerful. So, yes. Yeah. You'll, you'll know when it doesn't sound right. You'll go back to the drawing board and find another one. <laughs> yes. So, Michelle, tell us about the greatest generation and how it connects to the generation of hope. I can only go from my personal experience with this. We had, who we just lost this year, which breaks my heart, Max DeWeese, was a World War II veteran who passed away at the age of 102, who came out and volunteered with us at Leavenworth National. At the age of 99, he was a section lead and handed out wreaths in December in the freezing cold in Leavenworth, which you're familiar with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he volunteered at any event that we had. He came out and he just was amazing with telling his stories to the younger generation. And they would sit in awe and listen to him. Even the current serving military, when they would be in his presence, would be you could tell that they were actively listening and reliving some of the things that he went through. We also were blessed to work with Jerry Ingram, who we also lost this past year, and he actually fought at Iwo Jima. So we have a lot of our, and as we say, the greatest generation that we, we lost this year, but they totally supported the mission of remember, honor, teach, remember the fallen, honor those serving in their families and teach the future generations the cost of freedom. And they loved sharing their stories. That's such a treasure. You know, sometimes, you know, you don't, they're, they don't maybe want to have the spotlight beyond themselves. So to get folks that are willing to open up and share that experience and to pass it, pass it down to future generations, that, that is a treasure for sure. Oh, yeah. So how many years has the Leavenworth National Cemetery been participating in the program? Leavenworth National actually joined back in 2009 was the first year that they participated. And then Fort Leavenworth joined the following year in 2010. That's great. That's great. I know our team at our Fort Leavenworth location participate. Yeah, we've done it a couple of years, I think, Michelle, where you know Patty Tate, Jenny Reed, the recruit department for Armed Forces Bank that yes. volunteers each year. And I think uh, I was looking back at a Facebook post that we did last year. There were 150 wreaths. Mm-hmm that the group did. So it, yeah, it'd be interesting to know, Michelle, because we've got several locations around. You've got what, 34, is it 3,100 or 3,400 locations? This year will be up to 3,500 locations. Okay. And maybe we should get the list from you at some point because- I love th- that. They might be right outside where we operate in Armed Forces Bank, where we can expand beyond Leavenworth. Yes. And you've been one of our corporate sponsors actually at Leavenworth National. Your team has come out in adopted sections. So we've been thrilled to have them. The easiest way to find it is to go to reesacrossamerica.org. And if you scroll down on the page, you'll see a red button that says find a location. And you can click on that button and then just type in the name of a cemetery. And it will then tell you whether that's a participating location. You can put in a zip code and it will bring back all the participating locations. It doesn't have to be a national cemetery. It's any cemetery that has a veteran laid to rest in it is eligible to participate. 
the director of the cemetery just has to agree. And then a location coordinator has to step up and, and take on the location. So we have Johnson County Memorial Gardens in Overland Park, Resurrection Cemetery in Lenexa. So they're all over the state of Kansas and, and you know, all over the U.S. That's great. So it'd be really hard for somebody to say they couldn't find a way exactly. to participate. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. You said you've been at this since 2018, right? That you took ownership of it. What was, what was your passion for getting into this beside the connection you have to the military? Yeah, besides my family, one of my closest friends has been, he just retired from the Army Reserves after 34 years. He never missed a weekend. He was deployed four times to Iraq, and he retired just recently with 34 years in. He joined when he was 18 years old and never missed a weekend. And that dedication, besides my own family, really kind of got me involved. But I actually had never heard about Reese Across America until 2016. Mm. And I happened to come across it on Facebook. And I thought, wow, that would be really cool. And of course, it was all focused on Arlington. And at that time, it was too late to get there. So I said, I'll look in 2017 and then went, well, there's got to be something closer than going all the way to Arlington. And that's when I found out Leavenworth National was 40 minutes from my house and volunteered in 2017, 2018. It was like, okay, if you guys want to fill this cemetery and recognize all veterans, we've got to get more organized. So we started a committee. Halfway through, our location coordinator quit and the committee said, who's interested? And I said, well, needs more information. And that turned into, here's an application, fill it out and send it to Maine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's your job. And voila, I became coordinator for Leavenworth National. Well, there you go. Talk about a job, though, where you do what you love. I mean, holy cow. You know what they say, right? If you love what you do. You never work a day in your life. Right. My daughters I had to think really don't like when I say <laughs> that to them. but yeah. yeah. No, it's true, though. I mean, to wake up with the kind of passion that you'd be able to have for this every day. I, I laugh. It's my second full-time job. And then when I became v- vice president of the Auxiliary of the American Legion, that became my third full-time job. So <laughs> <laughs> Just think how great it will be to retire, though, eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually, yes. I've been told by my committee I'm not allowed to quit <laughs> for Leavenworth, well, so... There you go. And why would you want? No, no. My ultimate goal is to fill the cemetery. And our best year, we've only had 7,000 reeds sponsored. And we have now close to 40,000 laid to rest there. So we have to rotate the sections each year. And that just breaks my heart that we can't recognize every veteran laid to rest there. Yeah, we have a location right in Fort Myer, Virginia, that overlooks Arlington Cemetery. So Mm. we should have our group jump in the mix and and help, help your organization. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about how someone can participate by through sponsorship or volunteering? And you talked about Armed Forces Bank being a partner of yours too, that how can organizations get more involved? So what we started, I started reaching out to corporations to try and get adoptions of sections. And that way, that organization, any donation that comes in through them goes to that section and their employees then lay those wreaths. Farmers Insurance has been our longest corporate partner, and they just took their sponsorship nationwide. So they've added locations all across the nation for their branch offices now to participate with Reese Across America. So it's, it's, if I have to adopt out 
every single section. <laughs> One of yeah. these days, I'm going to get the cemetery filled. <laughs> um, so we recognize them during the ceremony for their dedication and, and helping us fill the cemetery. But these days, a jeans day doesn't really mean a lot because a lot of companies have gone casual. But that's right. what farmers did. They sold tickets for jeans days. So if you donated $15, which is the cost of a wreath, then you got to have a jeans day. So that's that's one way to get everybody involved. We did one year, and I think you guys were the were the first year that we did it with, we created an adoption wreath. And we created many wreaths for every veteran in a section and hung that on a wreath. And so someone could come up, take the wreath, and do a grave-specific request for that veteran. And then they could take that ornament and hang it on their own tree. That was a lot of work. <laughs> and so we did that one year, and we kind of scrapped that idea. But it was just, you know, any kind of brainstorming that we can come up with ideas to try and help get the sponsorship up. I love that. It's kind of like that Angel Tree Foundation yes. that does the gifts for the, yeah. for the kiddos at the holidays. We've had, just in the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of locations in Arizona where companies wreaths have come up and said, can we advertise that we are adopting a wreath? Mm -hmm. And so absolutely, yes. So good. So good. Can you tell us a little bit more about the wreaths? I think there is a little bit of, of background and, and backstory that our audience would benefit from. And what are the deadlines to make sure that if somebody does want to sponsor a wreath or a corporation wants to sponsor a section, what, what are the deadlines that go with that? Sure. And what day does Fort Leavenworth have their laying of the wreaths. Did you just ask three straight questions? And she's going to remember all that? <laughs> she, she will because she's, she's fabulous. And, uh, yeah, uh, she's fabulous. Yes, right. Yeah. And and I think I have the answers to all your questions. So the, the first. See? I in, in order, Michelle. In order. Okay. We'll see if I get this right. She is on it. So the first is that this is not a Christmas wreath or a holiday wreath. That is a misconception that is out there. This has no religious background to it. This is actually called a veteran's wreath. And there is a YouTube video out there that will bring you to tears. And I'll share that link with you so you can share it with your listeners. But the veterans wreath is made up of 10 bouquets. And each bouquet represents a special quality that the veteran embodies. The first is their faith in God. The second is their love for each other. The third is the strength, work ethic, and character. The fourth is their honesty and integrity. The fifth is their humility, selflessness, and modesty. Their sixth is ambition and aspirations. The seventh is their optimism for America. Eighth is their concern for the future. Ninth is the pride in their duties. And tenth is hopes and dreams that didn't always come true, but left them with no regrets. So that is the meaning of this veteran's wreath that gets placed. And we stress that because wow. it's not a Christmas wreath. It's a veteran's wreath. It represents everything important about our veterans and who we're honoring. As far as when Fort Leavenworth is participating, this is the same as every location. There is a national wreath day. And it is always the third Saturday in December, which this year is December 17th. Each location has a ceremony, and it's coordinated with noon Arlington time. So we're all doing our ceremonies at the same time. So that would be 11 o'clock. So whether you're participating at Fort Leavenworth or you're participating at Leavenworth National, the ceremony starts at 11 o'clock. 
our ceremonies are a little different. When I took over, we got rid of guest speakers. We got rid of kind of extra things because it's cold in Leavenworth. (laughs) And (laughs) people want to get to honoring our veterans. They don't want to sit and listen to people speak. So our ceremony went from 45 minutes down to 16. We have a script. We recognize our Medal of Honor recipients that are laid to rest at our cemetery. We have all active duty military participate. So we have a lieutenant colonel from the post who is our MC. Our color guard is the Sergeant Audie Murphy Club. And then we get an active duty branch member from each branch to present their branch wreath. We have taps. We have Amazing Grace on the bagpipes. And then at 1130, we start laying the wreaths. Fort Leavenworth is a little bit different. They have a little bit longer ceremony. They have guest speakers. So each location can do their own ceremony. We decided to cut it down and get people from freezing to actually remembering our veterans by speaking their name, honoring them by placing the wreath, and then remember by taking a photo, Googling that veteran and sharing it on social media so that veteran's not forgotten. Yeah, I love all of that. And I think I covered all of your questions. <laughs> that was the best answer of all. So I, think I know. Wrap you, it right yeah, that there. was yeah. awesome. My eyes are leaking. Oh, the deadline. Sorry, that was what I forgot. The deadline for sponsoring a wreath is usually the Monday after Thanksgiving. And what we've found is every year they expand that to include Giving Tuesday. So this year it's November 29th. You can continue to do online orders, but after November 29th, there's no guarantee it will make the truck. They'll continue to take orders until the trucks are loaded. All of these wreaths come from Columbia Falls, Maine. The trucks are donated, the drivers, and they then transport those all across the United States to the different locations. Everything is done by volunteers, from the coordinator to the people participating to the truckers. So put a plug in for what? Truck Truckload Carriers Association, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> truck Drivers of America. Yes. I am nervous. We're only sitting at 2,700 wreaths right now. We've got a long way to go get to get back to 7,000, which we were where we were at before COVID. We definitely took a hit with COVID. Sure. How many are in a section? How many wreaths would you lay in a section? So it's all depends. The sections are all different sizes. We have some sections that are as small as 70 veterans. And I think our largest section has over 5,000 at Leavenworth National. So, wow. And unfortunately, we have probably three to four ceremonies a day because we are an active cemetery. So that number, when I first started, our number was at 36,000 and we're close to 40,000 right now. You mentioned earlier, Michelle, about the website where people can go. We can say the website over and over again, too, about www.reesacrossamerica.org. But you you have a little something else to tell our listeners, don't you, about some merchandise discount, something that's cool? Oh, yes. So in the month of November, if you go to reesacrossamerica.org, in the top right-hand corner, you'll see a little shopping cart. And when you click on that, if you go to the themed merchandise for this year, which is find a way to serve, you can get 25% off your entire purchase by using a code FINDAWAY2022. FINDAWAY2022. Yes. That is the magic code to get you 25% off, and it's for themed items. So sweatshirts and 
coffee mugs and travel mugs and t-shirts, anything that says find a way to serve, you can get 25% off. You said coffee cup. That's my love language. (laughs) (laughs) You said sweater. I like that too. Yeah. (laughs) Cardigan. By the way, what's your weather forecast for December 17th? Uh-oh. Farmer's Almanac. Farmer's Almanac. Yep. Uh, we'll tell you, last year it was a brutal wind chill. And I will tell you, standing up on the podium area that we have at Leavenworth National, we have our ceremony actually in the heart of the cemetery. So you are standing amongst our heroes while we go through the, the ceremony. And that wind coming through my back (laughs) was brutal. And we also, besides laying them in December, we have to pick all of these up again in January. And that's the third Saturday in January, which this year will be January 21st. We get 1,300 that show up to help lay them. And I'm lucky if I get 50 that come to help pick them up. The first year, I think we had 18 below wind chill, and we had about 4,000 wreaths to pick up, and we had it done in an hour because we were motivated (laughs) to keep moving. (laughs) People were moving, So you you couldn't wait till June to pick them up? No, national cemeteries have a deadline of when we have to have them removed. 30 days, yeah. All right, you got to play by the rules. That's why you're still around, Michelle. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about mobile education, but... Mm -hmm. Did you do something with the CGSC Foundation last, like maybe a week or so ago? So they are a supporter of Fort Leavenworth. And there was the mobile exhibit came out to Leavenworth on the 22nd of October. And then this past Sunday, Leavenworth National sponsored it at the American Legion 370 in Overland Park. So we did have the mobile exhibit. It's been in the state of Kansas for the last couple of weeks traveling around. And okay. it's in the process of heading to Georgia. They've decided to go where it's warmer. Yeah. <laughs> Can Naturally. you share with our with our folks a little bit about what that educational exhibit, the mobile one, brings to people? Sure. It's a museum on wheels is basically what it is. The first half of this very large trailer has storyboards of the history of Reese Across America. And it has the key dates and when we hit our millionth wreath and gives you the background of the Wooster family and how Reese Across America came to be. It has computers so that people can get online, sponsor wreaths, and you know check to see if where their loved one is laid to rest is a participating location. And then the back half of the trailer actually has a video screen with chairs and they show different videos. A lot of times they'll include the gold star mothers that are talking about how they lost their loved one and how they became part of Reese Across America family because everybody that participates with Reese Across America is looked at as one big family and they really focus on the gold star families. And then they do show the video of what is a veteran's wreath. But the other cool thing that they started a number of years ago was the Welcome Home program, which is wel- doing an official welcome home to our Vietnam veterans. And when they were in on Sunday in Overland Park, they officially welcomed home five Vietnam veterans and presented them with a presidential certificate and pinned them oh, with, a, nice. with a welcome home. We do it right. Yes. And in 2023, it's going to hit the road again starting in January in California. 
and then travel across the southwest part of the country. So March, it will be in New Mexico and then heading to Arizona and Texas. And then in June, it heads to Tennessee and Kentucky and then starts working its way back up east to hit Maine again in November. And then in December, it is part of the transportation to Arlington. They have a very long, large convoy that they do from Columbia Falls, Maine, all the way to Arlington with all the trucks and Gold Star families as they get closer to wreath day. And then they get to Arlington on wreath day and hold the ceremony and Uh, everything and then lay all the wreaths. I just want to be a part of all of it. I know. I think we're, we're getting close to wrapping up, which is probably good news for you, Michelle. But can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about the partnership with Reese Across America Radio and the Veteran Radio Program? Absolutely. So Reese Across America Radio, I was introduced to it for my very first interview <laughs> that I had done live <laughs> on the air, thankfully. This one's recorded so we can edit. <laughs> that one was live for their programming it's they call it the radio for veterans and on monday mornings they have medal of honor monday so they will recognize every monday morning they recognize a different medal of honor recipient and my interview with them and this is where reese across america is year round it's not just about december when we lay wreaths In 2020, we found that we had a Medal of Honor recipient laid to rest in Potter's Field at Mount Calvary in Leavenworth. And that hit me to where no veteran should be in a Potter's Field, but especially not a Medal of Honor recipient. So it took me six months, um, but we got in June of 2021, we were able to move Sergeant McFallon from Potter's Field to Leavenworth National and have him laid to rest with full military honors. So that was part of my first interview with them was on Medal of Honor Monday. They've now released new programming with Got Your Six, which is a way of information to help lead you from the battlefield to the boardroom. So members that are coming back out of being active duty. They have the American Hero Show, which is hosted by one of only five quadriplegics from the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. And he teaches listeners how to deal with challenges, drive motivation, and inspires people to improve their daily military, business, family, and athletic lives. There's a Veterans Corner Radio, which is hosted by a U.S. Air Force veteran who is helping military and their families maximize their survivor benefits that are due to them. And the Veterans Voice Program, which focuses on highlighting the resources available to solve problems of food, housing, economics, health, welfare, and employment insecurities. So there's several more, but it's a whole new lineup that they're having. Besides playing, you know, great music, we actually use them as a backdrop for a fundraising spaghetti dinner because I didn't have time to put a slideshow together. So I just fired them up on my laptop because they're streamed (laughs) (laughs) on (laughs) iHeartRadio. And had that playing in the background. Very good. As I, your infamous quote, it's nice to be quoted because I, I saw that about the no veteran should be in a potter's field, especially a Medal of Honor recipient. And then 
Later, it went on to show that is it the great great granddaughter or great granddaughter? So there were, and that was the challenge I had because Sergeant McPhailin was laid to rest in 1884, and I had to find living relatives that would give Genealogy. permission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a dar chapter, Daughters of the American Revolution, had five year old contact information for his great great granddaughter. Uh-huh. And two great-great-granddaughters and a great-great-great-granddaughter, the three of them traveled from Denver and were there and received his folded flag when he was reinterred. Uh, yeah. And they've become our family now. We keep in touch with them on a regular awesome. basis. So are there, are there more out there like that? Or is it just so, it just so happened that it came your way in Leavenworth? You know, in 2020, it was very unclear as to which locations were going to participate on Wreath Day or not. And Norma Donlin, who is an ambassador for Reese Across America, and she's married to Medal of Honor recipient Roger Donlin, they both, they live in Leavenworth, came to me. Great, great family. Absolutely. Yes. Came to me and said, Michelle, no matter what happens, all of our Medal of Honor recipients need to have a wreath. And at that time, the Post decided they weren't going to participate. So... I was ordering wreaths for their location, our location, and I found out Mount Calvary had several Medal of Honor recipients, and Sergeant McPhailin didn't show up, but when one of my riders from the VFW's Post 56 went out to scope it, because Roger Donlin was going to lay those wreaths, he found Mm -hmm. him in the back in Potter's Field. Wow. And came to me and said, Michelle, I need an extra wreath. And I was like, why? I counted, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And he said, I found a Medal of Honor recipient. And that just started kind of the ball rolling. And my committee thought I was nuts when I first brought it to him. (laughs) You know, it took six months. We had to come up with $4,000 to disintern him, get a casket, to rebury him. But we did it. And it was a labor of love. And as we find if if we can if that's something we can continue to do, it's all about remember, honor, teach, and not letting those veterans be forgotten. The right thing to do. Yes. Well, I would just say, Michelle, that I have personally learned a lot more than I knew walking into this about Reese Across America. And so it has been a blessing for us to have you here and for our audience to hear from you today. And, you know, I don't know about Tom, but my mind is spinning with Lots of different ways and ideas and um, yeah. how to support and help and just to promote others to support and help because it is it is a, exactly the right thing to do. So and, thank and, you. And for why, being I'm going to get you a coffee mug from Reese for Christmas. <laughs> and I'm gonna, yes, I'm going to get go. a coffee okay. mug. 25% yes. off. Yes, yes. Um, and I will drink coffee in it. Well, thank you for having me. And even just getting the message out and and sharing the information, even if you can't, you don't have $15 to sponsor a wreath or you, you know, you can't get out to a cemetery, just sharing the mission so that ultimately one day all of our veterans get remembered is what this is about. It's a great closing, closing remark. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your positivity and your commitment to this program. Thank you. Stick around for a second, will you? Okay, sure. Yes. We're going to play the military minute. Yes, this is a little game that Tom and I like to play. So we have this happen every week to our audience. I say have this happen to our audience. We play the Military Minute. Last week's question, for those of you that remember, was about the CGSC Foundation. So kind of a timely connection here today. 
The question was, what year was the inception of the School of Applications for Infantry and Cavalry born? And I know our guest knew right off the bat, but I certainly did not. So if you put 1881 in your comment on Facebook or Instagram, watch to see if you were the lucky winner. And if you were such a winner, I would tell you that you have $50 coming your way for you and then $50 for a charity of your choice. And I would suggest that that would certainly be a way to fund at least three wreaths through wreaths across yeah. America if my math is right without yeah. coffee in my new coffee a, cup that I'm expecting. a little bit towards the merchandise discount. Yeah. You have yeah. $5 to spare. So three wreaths plus $5 yeah. towards my coffee cup. Sounds there like the go. math work. I like that very much. And that's much. good for Michelle because she's kind of that a data analytics person, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just was questioning my math on the fly there for a minute. But this week's Military Minute is all about wreaths across America. And so for our audience, what year did the U.S. Congress unanimously vote to approve wreaths across America Day? Don't answer if you know, Michelle. If you know the answer or can find the answer. <laughs> Michelle's going to look it up too. <laughs> well, you can look it up. That's fair. Post your answer in a comment on our Facebook, Instagram post when we drop this podcast and then listen to see if you won, got the answer right, and then watch to see if you're a winner next time. Awesome. If you enjoyed today's episode, go out to afbank.com and subscribe to the show. Also, make sure to rate us, leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the newly added YouTube. So you're going to be on YouTube. Just think about all the people around the globe that are going to hear about Reese Across America and the great stuff that we we learned today. Both she and I are just impressed with how you handle yourself and, and how you put together a great program here in our backyard. So it's been a great time getting to know you. So thank you for your service and thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks. Copyright 2022 Armed Forces Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All non-Armed Forces Bank-owned apps, websites, company names, and product names are trademarks or registered trademarks of their respective owners. Their mention does not imply any affiliation with or endorsement by Armed Forces Bank of them or their products and services. They are merely used as examples of the many available apps, companies, and websites that offer similar services. Before using any app or website, you should carefully review the terms of use, data collection, and privacy policy. Apps may have an initial cost or in-application purchase features. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be legal, tax, or financial advice. Although Armed Forces Bank believes this information to be accurate, it cannot ensure that it could change. Statements or opinions of individuals referenced herein are their own, not Armed Forces Bank. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation and respective governing bodies for applicable laws, such as IRS.gov for current tax law, Armed Forces Bank, the Armed Forces Bank logo, and the militarily speaking logo are registered trademarks of Armed Forces Bank.